This is the reading of the scripture, Mark chapter 7, verse 24 through 30. And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and would not have anyone known it, yet he could not be hid. But immediately a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children first be fed, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, For this saying you may go your way, the demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. The wor- this is the word of the Lord. Did your parents ever change their mind? Like, not because you bugged them so much and whined and begged and cried and threatened and stomped your feet and told them that you hated them and finally they were fed up and sick of hearing you and so they yelled, all right, okay. But this is once because that is not the kind of behavior that should be rewarded. Not that kind of change in your mind, no. I mean, did they ever change their mind because they realized you were right and they were wrong? Like they said, no, absolutely not. And then you told them why they should do the thing that you asked them to do, and they listened, and they changed their mind. Like they said, you are right. I was wrong. I will do that thing you want me to do. I know it doesn't happen very much. And I would say that changing their mind because they are sick of hearing you happens more often. But I remember this one time when I was a kid, not like a super little kid, but like a little kid. And my little brother Donnie was sick. He was four years younger than me and six years younger than my sister Jenny, so pretty little. He was sick. Donnie was sick, like really sick. Like he had to go to the hospital a lot. And at home he stayed in his pajamas. And sometimes he was in his bed and sometimes he was laying on the couch with a sheet tucked in over the cushions like a bed and with his pillow and his blanket. That way he could watch TV and be around the family and not always be shut up in his room, my dad said. We had to sit on the floor if we wanted to watch TV because Donnie got the whole couch, which I didn't even care about, which shows you how sick Donnie was. It was while Donnie had been sick for a long time and our house was really like, Sad, like so sad all the time. Like sometimes me and Jenny would be joking around or singing along to the radio and laughing and right in the middle of laughing, we would both just stop and look at each other in each other's eyes for a second and then go do something different. Like the sadness of the house was stronger than the laughter and the singing, like it was heavy and laughing and singing wasn't strong enough, and the sadness would just sort of squish it out of us. My dad, too, 
It seemed like it squished something out of him too. My mom, and not to make you even sadder, my mom died when Donnie was not even one. But I don't want to talk about that because I don't want you to feel too sad. And I want to tell you the story about Ribsy. Yes, Ribsy. You probably already guessed that Ribsy is a dog. Like the dog in my favorite book at the time called Henry and Ribsy, I got to name him. But anyway, how we got Ribsy was like this. Me and Jenny got home from school, and Mrs. Banny, she watched Donnie while we were at school and my dad was at work, Mrs. Banny met us at the front door and told us that our dad wanted to see us and that he was in the backyard. Now, my dad wanting to see us was never a good thing. Like we were in trouble for something or like he wanted to tell us something bad or like maybe about Donnie. So we put our backpacks down by the front door and walked slowly through the house toward the back door, glancing sideways at each other if it's to say, what do you think this is? Do you know? I have no idea. But then we heard a bark, like a loud bark coming from our backyard. It was coming from our backyard. There had never been a bark coming from our backyard because we never had a dog, because my dad said it was too much responsibility and he had enough to do. Then we heard another bark. Then bark, 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 bark. Me and Jenny ran to the back door and practically smashed through it and stopped on the back porch. There was our dad playing with a dog. Playing with a dog like wrestling on the ground with the dog. Wrestling with the dog. He got up when he saw us and he was kind of like chuckling, like smiling, like our dad was smiling. And he said, I was driving home from work and I thought, we need a dog. Our house needs a dog. So I drove to the pound and I thought, this guy seemed pretty good. What do you think? What did we think? We ran to that dog and he jumped all over us and we wrestled around with him and my dad watched us, still smiling. He said, it's a Queensland healer, an Australian cattle dog, a real working dog. I said, he looks like Ribsy from my book, Ribsy and Henry. Can we call him Ribsy? It's okay with me, he said, and Jenny said it was okay, too. Has Donnie seen him yet, I asked? I thought I'd let you two introduce him. Come on, Ribsby, Riz, Ribsy, and we ran to the back door, and Jenny held the door open, and Ribsy ran right in and straight to Donnie's room, and we chased after him, and when we got there, he was already up on Donnie's bed, licking his face. It was hard to believe that the heavy sadness was ever too strong for us. Now it seemed like it was barely even there. But something else was growing. And it wasn't very good. Anger. My dad, my dad mad at Ribsy, yelling at Ribsy. You see, we found out that a real working dog like Ribsy really likes to have something to do. Ribsy would not stop, stop running around the house, jumping up on things, knocking things over, digging in the yard. At night, he slept on the end of Donnie's bed, and then he was calm, and I would go in Donnie's room, and Donnie and I would explain to Ribsy that he had to stop digging things up and knocking things over because it made our dad really mad, and we did not want our dad to be really mad. I got a book out of the school library about how to train dogs, and I worked with Ribsy every day, and he got a little better. But then the stealing started. Ribsy started stealing things and hiding them. 
like hiding them so we could not find them, ever. He grabbed one of Jenny's gym shoes in his mouth and ran outside with it. We followed him out quickly, but when we got there, he was just standing in the middle of the yard without it. We looked everywhere, never found the gym shoe, and my dad had to buy her new ones because she needed them for gym. He took one of my shoes, a dress shoe. We never found it. I didn't get a new one, though. He had some stuff. He took some stuff that we didn't care about, but it was just annoying like potholders and socks and a stuffed frog from Donnie's room. I told everyone, he's not being mean, he's just a dog. He's playing. I kept up with the training, following what the book said to do every day. Then he took my dad's wallet off the kitchen counter. We looked everywhere, under every bush, along the side of the garage. We never found it. My dad was so mad, yelling and swearing at Ribsy. Ribsy ran into Donnie's room and hid under his bed. I thought, well, maybe at least he got the message. The next day, Ribsy took my mom's purse. My mom's purse had been sitting on the little table by the front door ever since I could remember, ever since she died, I guess. It was just always there. My dad said it was nice to be reminded of her when we came through the door. My dad didn't even yell when he saw the purse was gone. He just went into his bedroom and shut the door. The next day when we got home from school, Ribsy was gone. We heard Donnie crying in his room. And we went in there and my dad was in there and he told us that he was sorry, but it just wasn't possible to keep Ribsy around, that, that he was too destructive. And we all cried. Two days later, Donnie went into the hospital. But this time, he didn't come home right away like usual. He stayed a couple days. Then it was three. I went to my dad and I said, you got to get Ribsy back or Donnie's going to die. Why then we're all going to die. you got to get Ribsy back. And my dad looked at me and said, I think you're right. And I don't know how, but the next day when we came home from school, Ribsy was there. Ribsy was there and we all, he ran up to and jumped on us and he ran around and he knocked some things over, but we, we put him back up really quick and uh, it just seemed like my dad was even smiling again. And guess what, after that, Donnie came home from the hospital. And Ribsy laid on his bed every night, and guess what? Donnie got better. That next fall, Donnie went back to school. I think my dad, listening to me, changing his mind, saved Donnie's life. Maybe all of ours.